0: Homestead Red Charlie O'Shea strapped on his boots And headed toward the family barn Just three months earlier The O'Shea family had arrived in the Dakota Territory The year was 1889 and The O'Shea's had fulfilled A family dream. You see, for the first time in his life, Charlie owned his land. Well, at least it would be his in five years. Charlie O'Shea O'Shea had made an agreement agreement with the American government. He decided to farm 160 160 acres acres of fresh Never before settled land if he were lucky enough to grow any marketable crops he could sell them for profit and support his family at the end of the five years at the end of the five years the land would be his the sky was far and long that april morning The sod was firm and seemingly unbreakable. As the sun rose over the distant horizon, the sound of Sam, the family ox, could be heard in the barn. Apparently, Sam was not looking forward to the day's upcoming chores. Sam could already imagine what Mr. O'Shea had in mind. As the barn door opened with a continual creak, I said, as the barn door opened with a continual creak. Oh, thanks. Sam mentally prepared himself for the day's events. Charlie O'Shea reached behind the rugged barn door and grabbed the ox's harness. The strap from the harness was hung on a roll of barbed wire which Mr. O'Shea had used to build his fence the week before. He tugged a few times but eventually bent down and fixed the mess. He gently placed a harness around Sam's upper back and neck. Mr. O'Shea took Sam by the reins and led him to the never-ending farmland. The dreaded start of sod busting was about to begin. On the Great Plains, unsettled land was called sod because it had never been broken up. The land appeared unfertile. If Charlie O'Shea wanted a harvest of wheat, he desperately needed to break open the sod-covered earth. Charlie grabbed the two leather straps lying nearby and tightly laced them to Sam's sturdy harness. The homesteader then placed his thumb and pointer finger together, laid them under his tongue, and let out a whistle that could have made President Lincoln roll over in his grave. The leather straps tightened. Charlie gripped the steel plow's handles with great might. The sharp steel point dug into the ground. Sam began lumbering with slow, methodical strides. Charlie's arms vibrated, shook, and trembled with stress. Ha! Ha! Charlie explained. Sam just grunted and snorted. <laughs> And willingly continued to pull. Charlie and Sam went at it for two hours before the boss even looked up. His brow was drenched with sweat. As the steel plow's vibrations plundered through his stone-carved arms, Charlie took a mammoth swig of windmill water from the canteen around his neck. The break did not last long. Unwillingly, Sam continued the plowing. <laughs> Charlie could imagine months from now when the summer crop of golden wheat would rise from his land. The land was flat, a bit eroded in spots, and prone to a few dust storms. However, Charlie knew that the little rain his farm would receive should be just enough to create a marketable crop. In his mind, the homesteader could imagine his unfortunate friends back east. One had moved to Pittsburgh to work in the steel mill. Another buddy had taken a job in the suburb of Chicago, working for the Windy City Meat Packing Company. By now, Mr. O'Shea had no feeling in his hands. At that moment, he heard the lunch bell ring. The morning had turned to afternoon. It was time to eat, and Nancy O'Shea was summoning her husband to lunch. Sam was led to the water bin for a rest. Charlie turned towards the house. As he walked, Charlie left large boot prints in the soil. To the left and right of both prints they drops of blood, yeah, the spot sat clearly on top of the rich soil, Mr. O'Shea reached for the door. As he opened the wooden barrier, he noticed the lacerations, blisters, and oozing blood dripping from both hands. In his haste to be In the day's plowing, Charlie had forgotten his work gloves. His only solace was that his land was that much closer to being farmed. He only hoped, he only hoped Mrs. O'Shea would let him in the kitchen.